You're listening to Overcome the Overwhelm for Special Needs Moms with Lauren Lowry. Well, hello, friends. How are you guys doing today? I am so glad to have you. And if you're new here, I'm Lauren Lowry, and I am extra glad that you have found this little corner of the internet where we talk about all things being a special needs parent. And I really just try to give you very tangible tools and help on how to live a better life as a special needs mom. And that's what we do here. We talk about all the things. We don't shy away from any topic here on the podcast, which I think is really important. I think it's important for us to talk about it all because that's the life we live, right? We don't live a perfectly manicured and perfectly, you know, tailored, beautiful picture like you see on Instagram with the beautiful white, all white house and couch and all those things, you know, (laughs) that is not our life. No, it is messy. It is real. We cry, we feel our emotions, and that's what we do here. So I'm glad to have you guys. (laughs) Last week, before we jumped into the episode, I shared with you a review from the podcast here. And after that, I actually received a couple more, and that makes me so happy, guys. This has just really made my day to be able to read these. And I want to read another one with you guys that I actually received on that episode on the day that it came out and it was an episode about advocating so it was last week so if you didn't get a chance to listen to that definitely go back after you listen to this episode and listen in because it is something that all special needs parents are going to face at some point special needs parent or not I think all parents end up having to advocate for their child and it was just a really I think it was a really good episode Of course, you know I'm biased. It's my podcast, but (laughs) it's some good information. So I want to read you this uh, review that I received, though, after that episode. So this is from Mom Lins, and she writes, I listened to your podcast just before a conversation with my child's school. Thank you for helping me to get my mindset right so I could re-explain my child's needs while keeping my cool. Good job, Mom Lins. Yes, I'm so proud of you. And thank you for leaving that review. It really does make my day whenever I see those. So if you guys are enjoying this podcast, I'm going to say it again. Go leave a review. Go write a little note for me. It makes, it just makes it all worthwhile for me, right? <laughs> it makes me smile and it makes me know that I am actually making a difference in families' lives. So I love it. I love it. Now today, if y'all are ready, we're going to talk about something that I see quite a bit. Oh, because us as special needs parents, we are not good at asking for help, right? We are not good at accepting help. And I think that it is a very interesting reason as to why. And before we jump into that, I do want to talk about, you know, how us not accepting help, like why do we need to accept help? Why is that even a thing? Why can't we just keep on going? We don't need help, right? Nope, we can do it all alone. (laughs) That's how a lot of us think. But whenever we do that, it is just really perpetuating that life of living in a chronic state of survival mode. It is burning us out. It is making our brains just kind of go on fire, 
and we start living in that downstairs part of our brain. And if you've been listening in for a while, then you've probably heard me talk about this survival mode and what it does and what that means. But just to share a little snippet, whenever we are in survival mode, that is from chronic stress. That is stress that is just over and over and over again. Sound pretty familiar in your life? Yes, because special needs parents, we have stress. It is unavoidable for us to have stress. But sometimes we make it more, we, we make it harder than it needs to be. <laughs> I, I, and I'll be the first, I'm raising my hand over here, guys. I'm the first to admit I'm guilty of this just as much. Because what we do is that we work against ourselves. We add stress to our own lives unnecessarily. And we don't realize we're doing it. We're never doing it intentionally or anything like that. But it is because of some deep-seated belief or deep-seated thought that we have about ourselves or something underlying that causes us to think certain thoughts that add stress. Because there's kind of two different ways to be stressed, right? There's the stress that, you know, suppose your child is sick and you're worried you might have to go to the hospital. That is a very stressful situation that no amount of thought work is going to make that not a stressful situation. Can we make it better? Can we help you, you know, help guide you through it so that you are able to cope in a healthier way through it? Absolutely. But are we going to be able to get rid of all of that stress that you have there? No, absolutely not. It's just impossible. But now on the flip side of that, so that's the stress we can't avoid. Now, the stress we can avoid are things like what I'm going to talk about in today's episode. It is how our brains create problems for ourselves. And whenever we do that, we have all that stress building up day after day, day in and day out, and we're not coping with it in healthy ways. Maybe instead of processing our emotions and closing out our stress cycles and doing things, you know, I hate to use this word, (laughs) self-care. Instead of doing what we need to do there for our stress management, maybe we scroll on social media, just kind of check out for a couple hours and just put our blinders onto the world. Like, oh, no, I don't want to think about that. I'm just going to avoid it and scroll on TikTok or I'm going to eat this bag of Oreos. I'm going to pour myself a glass of wine. I'm going to do, you know, a little online shopping. That always makes me feel better, right? We do things to get rid of the feeling. We, get, we do things to avoid the uncomfortableness of stress, the uncomfortableness of feeling overwhelmed, or the uncomfortableness of feeling anxiety. And whenever we do that, it builds up the exhaustion in us. We end up having lower energy levels. We end up having shorter fuses. So we en- end up yelling at our family a little bit more, being angry. We become checked out kind of less present and it actually makes us even more overwhelmed. We end up procrastinating on certain things we need to get done because we feel overwhelmed. has nothing to do with laziness, okay? Procrastination is usually from overwhelm. So and all of those things are really big signs of living in a chronic state of survival mode. So I want you to think about this. If you're feeling overwhelmed and you're showing all these things, I just said all these signs of burnout, all these signs of living in survival mode, you're exhausted, you have really low energy levels, you are just kind of at your wit's end in life. And you might have the thought, 
that like, oh, I need help. But then there's a directly immediate thought after that. If I ask for help or I admit that I'm struggling, then they will think I'm not a good mom. Or on the flip side, not on the flip side necessarily, but kind of really what that means is if I ask for help or admit that I'm struggling, then they will know that I'm not a good mom. They'll find out that I'm not a good mom. And that really stems from this belief that you're not doing a good job. It's a belief that you are not a good mom here because you're overwhelmed, because you're exhausted, and because you're having a hard time. And I just want to tell you guys this, that needing help and struggling and feeling overwhelmed and feeling exhausted and being burned out or living in survival mode doesn't mean you're a bad mom. It has nothing to do with your skills. You are worthy. You are good. And as moms, we often hear this statement. Oh, you know, it's just mother's intuition. Or, you know, you're just, whenever you become a mom, you just figure it out. Almost just as like it's plopped down inside of you. All the knowledge you'll ever need. It's just mother's, like a, a, a natural instinct that you have as a mother. And then whenever you get into motherhood, especially whenever you get into motherhood that's not very, let's just say it, normal. You're like, well, crap. I Nothing is just magically being plopped down into my brain for me to know what to do here. I don't know how to do this. I'm making it up as I go. I must, I'm not good at this. I'm failing left and right. And then you start to really question like, man, everyone else seems to be killing it. Everyone else has all their shit together. Why not, why not me? What's wrong with me? Why did I not get that magical mother gift? It's like a green thumb, right? If you're a good gardener, you were born with a green thumb. It's just a natural talent you have. That's how we believe good mothers are. It's just a natural talent you're born with. You either have it or you don't. And I think that that is a load of bull, okay? Because people go to school for all kinds of things, right? Let's look at doctors. I actually have a few doctors that listen in every week. I've had, you know, and you guys think about this. Whenever you were, you know, let's say 11 or 12 years old, were you a good doctor? <laughs> if you were, just leave the conversation. <laughs> no. <laughs> Most of you, I would say vast majority of you, knew nothing about medicine. Very limited amount about medicine at like 12 years old. Right? It was not something you're born with. It was not some just natural talent you had. Now, did you have skills that helped you be a good doctor? Absolutely. Absolutely. But was there also a lot you had to learn? Oh, absolutely. You had to learn a lot. Maybe even had to learn how to study those things that you needed to know. You had to learn how to adapt to that particular environment that you found yourself in. And if you're not a doctor, if you're in some other profession, or you can just, you know, imagine yourself in, you know, a certain pers- uh, profession then just think about that. You have to do a lot of things. You have to develop new skills, learn new things in order to be good at your job. And here we are as moms and we think that we should just be born with it. We think that we're just naturally supposed to have this ability to know how to juggle a 
very detailed appointment schedule for our special needs child that we're supposed to know how to regulate a little screaming person's nervous system. Whenever we are also feeling very dysregulated and we're feeling very wanting to scream and throw our own fit right in that moment, we just expect ourselves to know how to do all of these things. We expect ourselves to know how to teach a child how to do things whenever they maybe have a learning disability. That's, it's hard. I can tell you, you know, for me, for example, I am not a teacher. I did not go to school to be a teacher. I do not know how to teach a child the alphabet or how to read or anything like that, right? And with our daughter, I tried so hard for so long to teach her the alphabet. Like she could sing the song very fast. She knew that alphabet song very well, right? But whenever you would show her a certain letter that wasn't the letters A, B, or C, you showed her like a G, she, no, no idea. And I worked so hard on trying to help her learn how to do that. And it was just, it was awful. And before she started kindergarten this year, I was very stressed about it. I was like, she doesn't know the alphabet. What am I going to do? Because she doesn't know it. I really worried she had dyslexia. I worried that maybe there was something going on there. And literally probably two weeks in, she knew the alphabet. Um, by Christmas, she's full on reading. <laughs> full on reading, guys. Like reading books. She didn't know letters to reading books. So, you know, what have you. I'm not a teacher. I did not learn certain things on how to teach a child the alphabet or how to read. But my daughter's teacher is amazing. She went to school for that. She developed her skills on how to teach a child letters and reading and sentences and all of these things. Letter sounds. I don't even, I don't even know what these things are called. All you teachers that are listening in are now laughing at me for my just in, I don't know, just not, don't have that knowledge. It's not my forte. It was not magically plopped into my brain, right? Being a mom is the very same. It's okay if you don't know it all. It's okay if you are struggling. It's okay if you don't have those natural abilities and just a green thumb of motherhood. You don't need it. We can learn it. And it's more than okay to say, hey, I want to learn how to be a good mom. I want to go to school to be a good mom. You know, not really school, but like I, if that was like a thing, like I want to go to school on how to be a better special needs mom, how to be an amazing special needs mom. Because it is like a job. I say that all the time on here. It is like a very high level CEO. I mean, you're running, you're running the show here. Okay. <laughs> you're managing people. You are planning things. You are scheduling. It's a lot of spinning plates and juggling and there's budgets and all kinds of things, right? <laughs> but if you have that thought that if I ask for help or admit that I'm struggling, then everyone will find out that I'm not a good mom. Just check with yourself and say like, hmm, on some level, do I feel that way? Because here's what ends up happening. Is if we have that thought, feel a little bit of that fear there, like, oh, they're going to find me out. Almost like a, almost like an imposter syndrome, right? Where they don't know I'm not a good mom, so I have to prove that I'm a good mom. What ends up happening, what we end up doing is working harder 
to prove to the outside world that we are good mothers. We end up neglecting our own needs. We just give everything we have to our children. And we don't end up taking care of our own basic human needs. I mean, food, sleep, water, right? Going to the bathroom. You ever held your pee all day? Yeah. Because you were just busy with your child's life, managing their life. It's a very real thing. That is neglecting your own basic human needs. (laughs) So... And from that, you know, we're definitely not going to be asking for help. If we're trying to prove to the world that we are good mothers, we are not going to be like, yes, please, somebody help me. I need help over here doing this. Or when somebody offers help, hey, what can I do to help you? Oh, no, 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 I got it. I got it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a good mom. Thank you. (laughs) Like if I, have you ever said no, like, oh, no, thank you. I don't need any help. And to yourself, you thought, Oh, God, I really wish I could have accepted that. That is a sign that you might be might be struggling with this a little bit. Because I've been there. Don't ask me how I know. <laughs> I've done that so many times. People used to ask me if I wanted help all the time. And it was like a badge of honor. Like, oh, my gosh, I could never accept help. That would mean admitting that I was struggling. Oh, gosh, no. Absolutely not. Just not acceptable. Can't do it. <laughs> And when we don't accept the help and we don't ask for the help and we end up being really self-critical for even needing that help and like, why can't we do this? We end up beating ourselves up. Do you know what all of that ends up doing? All of that. Are we working harder to prove that we're a good mom? We're neglecting our own needs. We're not asking for help. We're accepting it and we're beating ourselves up for it. All of that ends up leaving us depleted. Leaving us exhausted. So if you're tired all the time, it leaves us unable to show up 100%. It leaves us unable to give 100% of ourselves because there's nothing left of us. We're depleted and not in a good way, right? We can only do so much. And yeah, we can keep going, working harder and harder to prove to the outside world that we're good. We're good enough. Please, someone see I'm good enough. They can't let, I can't let them think that I'm not. Because I need that external validation. Right? But I have a secret for you. You can decide that you're a good mom. You don't need anyone else to think it. You don't. It actually does nothing for you. If they think you are a good mom. I think about that. Like what do you gain from those people around you? Maybe it's your parents. Maybe it's your friends. Maybe it's your siblings or the people at school or acquaintances. Whoever. Whoever's in your circle. What do you gain from them thinking you are a great mom? Nothing. I can't think of anything. You know? There's nothing that... Them believing you're a good mom does for you, right? And I'll let you in on another secret. I would put a lot of money on the fact that they probably do think you're a good mom, just as you are, without you depleting yourself and just like really trying to prove to everyone that you're really good enough. They think you're a good mom already. We just have to work on believing it ourselves. We have to work on showing to our own inner self that we are a good mom. 
that you are a good mom. And it's really, really boils down to self-love. Boils down to self-acceptance. It boils down to saying, I'm good enough just as I am. My best effort is good enough. And I'm giving my best effort. Okay? Best effort doesn't mean exhausting yourself. Best effort doesn't mean going all day without going pee or getting a glass of water. You got it? Does not mean that, guys. It doesn't mean burning yourself out. Because whenever we burn ourselves out, we are not going to be able to show up 100% for our kids. I don't know if you've ever heard the saying of like, if you don't pick a day at a rest, your body's going to pick it for you. That's a very real thing. And it's okay to say, hey, you know, doctors have to go to school to be doctors. Special needs moms have to go to school to be special needs moms. And that, again, there's no class for that. I just made that up. I'm going to get like, I know I'm going to get a message now. Like, hey, what's that class that you were talking about? Well, I mean, maybe we'll just start calling it that. <laughs> Go to the special needs mom school. Um, I should probably do like a, a little mini course on that. That'd be so fun. Now that I'm thinking about that, that'd be such a blast. This is your class right here. Maybe we'll do a little free, we'll do a little free mini course or something. That'd be, that'd be awesome. But that really what that could mean to you is, okay, I'm going to do a little bit of research. What are some tools that I can use, that I can develop new skills that will help me, that will help me in my journey as a mom? Yeah? What can I do to make things easier on myself? What, what can I learn to, you know, maybe I need to do time management. Maybe I need to figure out a system for my scheduling. Whatever it is. Maybe I need to figure out how to delegate things. Like, I need to learn how to do that properly. Whatever it is. I'm just saying, it's okay to need help. And it's okay to admit that you don't have certain skills. That means nothing bad about you. It means even more about you if you say, I need help. That means strength. And a lot of times we think that needing help is a sign of weakness. It's not. It's a sign of strength. So just remember that. Okay? You are a good mom. It starts inside. Okay? It starts with loving yourself and believing that deep, deep down. All right, guys. I hope that this week is amazing for you. If someone offers to help you, take them up on it. Even if in that moment you can't think, you're like, oh, no, I actually don't need any help. Find something. Even if it's something small. Because it really is a gift to the other person to be able to do something for you. It makes them happy. They wanted to help you. They wanted to do something for you because it makes them feel good. It makes them feel connected to you. And it is a way for people to show their love to you. Okay? They're just trying to love us. Okay, guys. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for joining me on today's episode of Overcome the Overwhelm. If you have questions or like more information, head on over to LowryLifeCoaching.com and I'll see you next week.